0: hey it's Carly Burr, and welcome back to Taking Life offline today we're going to talk perspective and as I was thinking about perspective and specifically the importance of long term perspective, I was reminded of when I was a tween, yes, tween with a w in my early well before teen years and At that time in my life, I used to babysit all the time. There were a couple families in my neighborhood that I just loved their kids. I would cancel any plans that I had to be able to watch their children. I just loved it so much, and they would go out of town sometimes on weekends or on week trips as I got a little bit older, and I was able to stay there overnight while the parents were gone, and it was just so fun to me. (laughs) I just loved playing mom for as long as I could. So since I spent so much time babysitting at this phase, I was making quite a bit of money and I was making it in cold hard cash because we didn't have Venmo quite yet at that time. So I would get paid in cash, I would go home and I had this shoebox that I think at a church activity we bejeweled these shoeboxes and put colored construction paper on the outside and stuck stickers to it and did all the things. And inside the shoebox, it was divided into three categories. And the categories were savings, spending, and tithing. And the spending and the tithing was so easy for me to deposit into every time I got paid. But let me tell you, I really struggled with the savings. I really had a hard time putting money into savings. It was a hard thing for me to want to do. And if I did put money in savings, it was really easy for me to just have no problem pulling right out of it. So, when I wanted to go to the snow cone shack for the fifth time that week, because that's just what we did at that age, I would have no problem taking from my savings to get the cash I needed to also pay for my friend, who just never conveniently had money with her. So, what did I do? I always just paid for her too. Then. As I grew and time went on, I outgrew my little bejeweled shoebox, and I opened up my first checkings and savings account at a bank. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is so great. I am going to put the majority of my money into savings. This time I'm gonna do this backwards. I'll put it all into savings. And then i'll put a little bit into checkings and that way i'll be able to save so much money this is genius i'll be able to finally get over this habit i have of not saving money so my plan was to do it that way so i could change my financial situation around as now a teenager but by that time i was in high school right so fast food was just a staple and i wasn't babysitting as much because social life And then also at this exact same time, online shopping kind of became a thing. And so I found myself having no problem, again, taking money out of my savings to fulfill my immediate wants. So circling back to my little bejeweled shoebox and that period of time in my life when I just had such a difficult time saving money. It honestly took me till I got married at 20 years old and lived with my husband, who was the complete opposite, so thankfully, of me in this way. He taught me something so important that I hadn't yet learned for myself around money in my adolescence. He taught me to develop and keep long-term perspective when it came to money and what we were saving for. And while some of those things were just around the corner, most of them seemed so far into the future, at least at the time, that's how they felt to me. But I was reminded that it was necessary for us to save our money now in order to have what we wanted in our future. And I always knew this. It wasn't like this is the first time this had ever been told to me but it really took him telling it to me from like a long-term perspective talk point that it finally just clicked for me and obviously saving money is important for a lot of reasons so is eating healthy but that doesn't make the struggle of choosing the cake that's on my counter for breakfast instead of the protein shake any easier if you can't tell this is definitely the one that I struggle with now Now relating this to life offline, it's like, you know, you'd be better off without social media, but doesn't make deleting it today any easier. Keeping the end goal in mind while also being able to live in and enjoy the now is super important. So let's talk more about long-term perspective and specifically how it applies to taking your life offline. Here's what I've learned personally through my own experience about long-term perspective. One, having and keeping That's the key, keeping a long term perspective usually requires a sacrifice now. Whether it's sacrificing the unnecessary extra four trips to the snow cone shack, like me when I was younger on that hot summer day, um, so that I could start saving my money for a study abroad that I really wanted to do when I graduated. Or whether it's sacrificing feeling a little out of the loop with your peers online in order to simplify, in order to live more peacefully and become the kind of person that you really want to be. Number two. Long-term perspective requires vision, obviously, right? You have to be seeing a future feeling, seeking a future feeling, sorry, or an outcome or a situation and have some sort of picture in your mind about the way you want things to be. And usually that's different from the way things are now. So it's all great to learn these things and to develop long-term perspective, but it won't mean a thing unless you can keep that long-term perspective and not let it slowly fade each day as you get closer to your goal, but it still feels so far away. Keeping perspective is one of the most difficult things to do. In my opinion, you can in the moment say, all right, I am leaving social media or I'm saving an extra $300 each month. But what happens when you're in a moment of weakness and you haven't adjusted to this being your new normal yet? You see a cute pair of jeans They're a hundred dollars and you have $300 buffer there. You have an extra $300 that you're going to be putting in savings. It's supposed to be in savings. But in that moment, the jeans are so tempting because you have the money for them. You're holding them in your hands. And in that moment, it would be so easy to lose that long-term perspective and succumb to the instant gratification of now. It's so easy to succumb to instant gratification. We crave that feeling. So let's apply this to going offline you throw in the towel, you left social media. You're a few days, a few weeks, or maybe even a few months into that. You see someone or you have an experience that reminds you of someone that you used to follow or something that you wish you could see. Maybe you did something that you're dying to share online because you want people to know what you've been doing. You want that gratification of not only doing the fun or the cool or the amazing thing, but also having people know that you did that and make you feel good about that through their likes and their comments and whatever type of interaction you're getting online. Or maybe you're feeling lonely and disconnected from things you know don't matter, but they're comfort to you. So here you are, finding yourself in a moment where you might not be feeling very strong. But what about that long-term perspective that you're going for of more simplicity, more freedom from the chains of social media and obsession with others' lives and the distraction? What about that person you're trying to become? That project you wanna work on? The experiences or presence that you're wanting to feel. Sure, you're not feeling those things now in this moment, but you must go through this between stage of discomfort before getting to the other side where you feel all those things you're aiming for offline. So how do we keep those things top of mind until we reach a point where our trains left the station for good and we're not going back? That time comes at a different time for each person. It takes longer for some, shorter for others, to make it to their tipping point where their new life offline finally clicks and they're in their new group, just like me when I got used to saving my money and that was just my new normal. It wasn't so hard anymore for me to put the extra money there and then when I saw something that I maybe wanted now, it was easier for me to just remember I put it away because I'm saving for something in the future. Something super helpful that I would encourage you to do is write a letter to yourself. Let me tell you what this letter should be. So this makes more sense. This letter should be why you're going offline. It should be written or typed in the notes on your phone when you pull the plug, because sometimes there's a pivotal moment that finally gets you to go offline and you're just fed up with the situation or an experience that you have. And you have all these emotions flowing through you. And that is when you should write this letter and be so honest and so detailed and address it to yourself. So like, if I were writing my letter, I'd say, Dear Carly, and I would express and tell my story about why and how I got to the point that I am now in great detail, touching on the emotions I'm feeling now, the emotions that I'm wanting to feel that I'm not feeling because of this current situation. And this is so important because when you feel the temptation to go back or you start justifying in your head that it wasn't as bad as you thought, you know, maybe a week later in a moment of weakness, you'll have this letter to fall back on. It can be easily accessible on your phone or somewhere that you carry close to you that can kind of be the ice water in your face to wake you up, to keep you grounded, to snap you back into your long-term perspective mind. Another thing you can do to keep this perspective top of mind when you're in moment of weakness is plan ahead. So, you know, we have like automatic um, motions that we do with our hand. Like if you have an app that you open up all the time, like for me, the weather app, my photo app are the ones that I visit the most right now. And my thumb like automatically goes there when I open up my phone, I'm like opening up the photos. I'm like, why am I in photos? (laughs) This is not what I intended to do. So with social media, it's probably the first place that you're going when you open up your phone. So when it's not there anymore and you're like, oh shoot, I, oh, I don't even have Instagram anymore. And then you're like, at this stuck point, you're like, I really want to get on Instagram. That's how you're feeling. You might be tempted to be downloading the app because you're caught up in that moment. But if you replace where that social media icon was with a journaling app or your notes so that your letter opens up when you are trying to go on social media, that is a quick reminder and quickly getting you back into the long-term perspective headspace instead of succumbing to feelings that you're in now in this moment of weakness. Another thing that I have found to be helpful when I'm trying to keep long-term perspective is to start out your day reminding yourself why you left and starting in that long-term perspective state of mind. So let that guide your day. So when the moment comes, because it does, um you're ready and you're already ahead of it and you're prepared and you have started yourself out on top and you already have the long-term perspective in your mind so whether you have a sticky note on your mirror or somewhere that you visit first thing in the morning. Maybe it's on top of your phone. You put it there at night when you go down for bed. That reminds you of your long-term goals and the perspective that you're needing in order to start out in the right frame of mind. Lastly, when it comes to developing long-term perspective, it can be helpful to start with small things you can achieve in a week or a month, etc. So, Then when you experience how good it feels to have kept your word and to have kept your perspective, it's kind of addicting and it proves to you that you're capable of doing the hard thing. Plus, it builds and creates momentum to pull you forward to the next thing that probably is a little bit further away. Something I've done a handful of times that's a small thing that requires long-term perspective is quitting candy or sugar for a month. I do this because I love Sugar. If you didn't catch that earlier when I was talking about cake for breakfast, I'm dead serious. (laughs) I love sugar. It's so hard for me to say no, but I know that the more I eat it, the more I crave it. So once I make it a month, I feel like my sugar cravings are finally gone and it kind of helps reset me and helps me want to make healthier choices. So what gets me through the first few weeks when I just start out is reminding myself of the promise I made to me not to have sugar for a month because I want to hit reset with my body and I want to not desire sugar for every meal <laughs> or at least at the end of every meal I have to remind myself how good it feels to not have the sugar craving although honestly when I've done this at the end of it I physically don't feel much better than I do when I am eating sugar and I don't really feel much different energy-wise, but I do like not feeling like I need the sugar, like I'm addicted to it. I do like to be free from that feeling. Here's another example of something that I'm actually currently doing that's helping me keep my long-term perspective top of mind. I'm currently eating more home-cooked meals, and we do eat decently healthy in our house, we always have, but I haven't been cooking as much because kids. (laughs) I have two really young kids, and that has kind of just taken over my life, and I haven't found the groove where cooking has fit in until now, because I've been working on it. So three times a week, I have been cooking. I'll cook usually Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then the days in between, we will have leftovers, and then Sundays, we'll usually eat at one of our parents' houses. So I started cooking on the weekends, because every time the weekend would roll around, we wouldn't want to be in the kitchen cooking. We wanted to be out and doing things and just not having to think about what I needed to make. And it was just convenient and really delicious because I love a hamburger and fries and anything greasy. Give me the pizza. So most of the time when we'd eat out, honestly, we felt worse than we did before. But when you're in that moment, we're like, oh my gosh, I'm starving. What's something we can just grab really quick because we're so hungry. Oh, the burger. Yeah, that sounds good. The fries, make it animal style, (laughs) put extra pepperoni on the pizza, extra grease on the cheese because you're feeling so hungry. So you're, you just don't even care. You just crave all the good things. So we end up feeling super bloated and crampy and just not good. So we'd always regret eating out. We are like, why did we do that? This happened last week. This happened the week before. This happened the week before we, and then it's like, we forget. And we're back in this again, the next week in the starving mode. And we just eat all the crap. And we just feel, we feel it after. So we were just so sick of that cycle. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to start cooking on Fridays so that we have food Friday and Saturday. And then that temptation won't be there as much because I already bought the groceries to make the meal or I already have the leftovers waiting for us in the fridge when we get home on a Saturday. And there it is right there. That is it, right? I prepped the groceries so that I would make sure I made the food. On Friday and then we'd have it for leftovers on Saturday so it wasn't a thought in our mind that's like my version of what I'm doing now in my life but for you that's like the letter that you write yourself when you leave social media or the app replacement that you put in your phone so when you go to open the app it's something else that redirects you positively and reminds you of your long-term perspective otherwise you're gonna find yourself being like me and my husband (laughs) when we're so hungry on a Friday night and we just want the nearest thing and there's a cookie shop on every corner and we just are not thinking long perspective in that time because our stomachs are so powerful. It's just the same thing with social media. You might find yourself in a moment of weakness where it just feels easier to re-download the app and go back into the cycle. And I'll be completely honest, at first, I'm like, I don't want to cook on a Friday. I just cooked two days ago and then two days before that. Like, I want to have a weekend and that's fine. But because we were sick of feeling crappy this was the sacrifice that I had to make now was to just make the meal so I can either plan an easier meal to make on a Friday or something that's extra good <laughs> so that we're not tempted to just be like oh that doesn't sound good let's just go grab something else but the point is it gets better so at first when I'm like oh I don't want to cook after just doing it proving to myself that it I can do it and it really isn't that bad. And then guess what? It becomes your new normal. Then it doesn't become such a task. It becomes something that you just do. And then you en- and then I have ended up actually really enjoying it more than I thought that I would. And the meals have been so good and we've gotten really creative and we're actually enjoying eating the home-cooked meals more than eating the burger and fries. And what if that was your experience when you left social media? I firmly believe that that can be your experience when you leave. It can end up being better than you had ever imagined once you make it to the other side and once it becomes your new normal, just like my cooking and my eating healthier at home has been for me. But obviously on like a way bigger level, because this is a big deal. It is a big deal. And so take it seriously. The point of this being practice discipline in other areas of your life and just expect more from yourself. There's nothing wrong with having high expectations for yourself. In fact, I think it's good to push and to challenge ourselves. And that's kind of the purpose of this podcast as well as to challenge us. And I'm right here along with you and to push us to step into the people that we are growing into becoming and hopefully make those people who we are proud of being. Now, here's the question and action (laughs) I have for us today. What is something you can do to exercise this muscle of practicing discipline and keeping long-term perspective? I challenge you to set up a little experiment and get your momentum started toward bigger and greater things that require more time than just a week or a month. And of course, you can steal mine of sugar or cooking at home or come up with something on your own that you are feeling creative around. And you know what? I'm going to start today also. Today? Is actually September 4th so this is a little bit before you're gonna be listening to this but September 4th I am going off sugar for a month again because it's been a while since I've done this one and it's definitely time plus holiday season is around the corner so it would be really good for me to hit reset now so now September 4th till October 4th I'm going to be off of sugar and it will help me build some momentum that I would not mind having right now because You know, I have big goals for my podcast and the impact that I'm hoping to be able to make. And I don't have a large audience anywhere except for the small email list that I've been able to build and my YouTube channel. And it's going to require me to keep long-term perspective and work hard each week to deliver the best possible encouragement and actionable advice to you. And slowly and steady, I think I will be able to hopefully find the people who need to hear this and who can benefit from getting to know this path less traveled. Thank you for listening today. I really hope that you accept this challenge and join me on a month off of sugar or a smaller experiment of your own of sorts that will help you practice using your long-term perspective and help kickstart the momentum in other areas of your life as well. Please don't forget to follow my show and to leave me an honest review. It'll just help me out so much in helping others find us on this path less traveled. I appreciate you so very much and I will catch you next Monday.